0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Van Maren Show on LifeSightNews.com. My name is Jonathan Van Maren. And today we're going to be talking to Kara Hamstra. Now, that name will be familiar to those of you in Canada because she went viral a couple of years back. She's a Christian videographer and she is now facing a human rights complaint because she politely declined to act as the videographer for a same-sex couple's wedding. That couple filed a complaint and seeks damages for her choice because they did not recognize that she would be damaged by choosing to violate her her own conscience. And just to give you a couple of the public details of the case, I want to read from the website defendkara.com which I would encourage all of you to go and check out. Kara believes that marriage is, by God's good design, the lifelong union of one man and one woman. Now, of course, most of Canada no longer holds to these beliefs, but she still does, and this religious belief is fundamental to her faith. And as a wedding videographer... Ms. Hamster has an interviewer, a storyteller, a film director, and a film producer. Her craft is much more than simply wielding a camera to capture footage, which itself requires talent and artistic perspective. First, she interviews the couple, then she plans scenes. She gives stage directions and comes up with unique ways of capturing and conveying the couple's love story. Finally, she films for roughly 10 hours, then she compiles all the footage. She edits the video and the audio recordings, selects the accompanying music, and then, of course, spends many hours arranging it all into a completed work of art. As she put it, quote, I became very personally involved with all of the couples as the director of the day and editor for months after. I promote and encourage the love story that bound them together before God, the creator of marriage. Now, as a Christian artist, she does all this to capture and communicate the goodness of God's gift of marriage and to give glory to God. Her faith is inextricably intertwined with her art, and she cannot separate the two. Kara sincerely held religious beliefs, her artistic integrity, and her conscience do not permit her to artistically depict a sacred ceremony that is contrary to her belief of God's design for marriage. Of course, requiring her to violate her religious beliefs by creating celebratory videos of same-sex weddings or to cease working as a wedding videographer would severely infringe her freedom of conscience and religion, her freedom of expression, and her right to equal treatment under the law on the basis of religion. The right to equal treatment in the Ontario Human Rights Code must not be interpreted in a manner that would force an artist, and in this case, an artist of Christian faith, to communicate or depict in a celebratory way something to which he or she sincerely objects. Now, This is a really interesting case for a couple of reasons. Those of you who follow the show or have been following the culture wars across North America and the West more generally will know that in a sort of a strange twist since same-sex marriage became the accepted law of the land in the U.S. and Canada, we're seeing a lot of these sort of strange conflicts where wedding videographers, photographers, florists or bakers are finding themselves asked to, or in some places required to, celebrate a ceremony or an event that they believe has fundamentally religious implications and that are fundamentally religious in nature, and that, as such, they cannot participate in good conscience because to do so would violate their own religious convictions. Now, Kara's story is one, I think, of both courage and conviction. She actually had to close her business because of the backlash she got after declining to participate in a ceremony that conflicted with her beliefs. She says she would do it all again, that the cost of her convictions and the cost of her faith was well worth paying. And so, again, you can see the details of that case at defendkara.com. And here is my conversation with Kara herself. So to start off, Kara, maybe you could just introduce yourself to all of our listeners before we get into your story.
1: Hi, my name is Kara Hamstra. I am a mother of two darling little children and a loving wife to my husband, Ian. And I'm a videographer. I love storytelling through video
0: and a faithful believer in Christ. So you're from which province in Canada?
1: I'm from Ontario and and I live in Brantford.
0: Now, some of our listeners may recognize your name because a while back you were at the center of a kerfuffle that I'm sure you didn't plan and didn't welcome. But I remember suddenly your name popping up on social media in relation to a a controversy over your job, which I'm sure when you started off going into wedding videography, you didn't suspect that that would be a controversial career.
1: Yes, no, that's right.
0: <laughs> Maybe give us a give us a bit of insight into what exactly happened. What sparked this controversy?
1: Both Ian, my husband and I, we run a really small business and it was for filming weddings. And we also did business marketing as well, but for weddings. And we definitely believe in how God has created a marriage, which is to be between a man and a woman. And so... Two, I think two or three years ago, it was now, we were asked to film a same-sex wedding. And based off of our beliefs and what God says marriage is to be, we denied the wedding and we tried our best to be as loving and respectful to these ladies who were asking us. And unfortunately, that kind of blew up into a big issue that we were not treating them equally. We had said no. No. And so we've now this is, you know, evolved over the the years and they are choosing to sue us for that decision that we made a few years back.
0: So when you declined to take their business at the time, what was the justification that you gave them?
1: When I had told her that we weren't going to do it, it was because we do not film same-sex weddings. So if she had been asked me if we could film her business, like say she owned a a shop and she wanted some business marketing, we would have absolutely said yes. That doesn't go against our faith in any way. And we don't discriminate against gay people or anything like that. We specifically said no, because they were asking us to do a marriage ceremony, which we believe is created by God with a good design from a good creator. And so we said no on the basis that this is not the scope of work that we do, but we do other work as well.
0: So would it be fair to say that you, you don't see marriage as a civil ceremony? You see marriage specifically as a religious ceremony, and therefore to, to participate in a ceremony would be to participate in something religious from your perspective.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. It is definitely like the Bible's very clear that God is the one who ordained and created marriage. And so because he's such a good creator— and He has such a good design for His people, then we trust Him in all that He says that it is. And so marriage is is really important. It's really important to us, especially being made in the image of God and wanting us having our identity being in Christ. Then we want everything that we do, including what we film and what we celebrate and what we participate in, all of those things to be God-honoring to Him.
0: You made a really interesting distinction when you pointed out that you wouldn't actually deny somebody who was LGBT services. In fact, there are many services that you you would be willing to supply. So, you know, business promotion, things like that. And this reminds me of of similar cases in the U.S. where there were bakers and florists who didn't want to participate in celebrating a same-sex ceremony but said they'd be happy to give them, you know, a flower, like flowers or cakes for any other anything else, really. Any party, any celebration for a birthday party. It's just very specifically that religious ceremony that they would decline to do. So would it be, would it be accurate to say that you'd be willing to serve that couple in pretty much any other way?
1: A hundred percent. Absolutely. If they had asked us anything else that they would require video for, then as long as it is God honoring, then definitely we would have done a, a birthday party or a, or a like I said a business marketing if they had asked my husband to install their HVAC system which is what he does we would have done that more than willingly
0: so now maybe help people out here because i am not a videographer i suspect most of our liter- listeners are not and some people might say well isn't shooting video isn't creating a wedding video just to service?" and i know that you see a videography as as an art form and so the creation of this art is is actually celebrating something it's participating in, in a very real way maybe maybe lay that out a little bit for people because i think a lot of people will miss the distinction between art creation and simply provision of a service and they might hear you uh, list off all the things you say you would do. And then this one thing you say you wouldn't and say, what's the difference between the long list and the short list
1: with videography. It's a lot of storytelling. Like you had said, it's participating and, and celebrating. There's a lot of directing when it comes to it. And so for me being a videographer, I'm not just someone sitting in the ceremony, just witnessing something I am supporting it and I'm celebrating it and encouraging that love story between the couple. And so as an artist, I would hope that no one would just expect someone to celebrate and support something that they, that goes completely against their beliefs and against their morals. And in fact, I would also assume that someone would want, like a couple would want videographers or photographers or whoever who would also be in support of them to be able to create that story for them as well and retell the story that would be in support of it. When it comes to videography, there's a lot more than just watching it. I'm I'm participating in the entire day for about 10 hours or so, depending on what package they get. And then I'm editing that and bridging again, the union that they have together. And for me, that union needs to be God-honoring.
0: Going back to the details of the story just for a moment. So you you have this exchange. You explain why that you don't want to shoot this wedding. You don't want to create this piece of art, essentially. What was the initial response from the couple, if you can share that?
1: They didn't respond back to me personally. So I didn't hear anything from them after that. After that, it was about an hour. And I started getting messages that my Facebook and my Instagram was lighting up and email as well. And then my personal information was out there as well. So my phone started lighting up as well too. And of course it was anything but positive. Unfortunately, a lot of accusations, some that were not true. The email that I actually had sent out was screenshot as well. And all of a sudden we became a viral (laughs) phenomenon of these Christians who denied uh, same-sex wedding, and how we were very wrong in doing that. That was the story that was being told.
0: That's when I would have, would have seen it. How long did it go viral for? Because it, it must have been, it must have been a, a really strange experience to have your little non-controversial business suddenly turn into a lightning rod for a culture war you didn't know you'd signed up for. Yes,
1: I would say that was it was very surprising and we didn't expect it. Most of the the really rough comments and emails and those kinds of things happened for about 48 hours until we were encouraged to stop, like to shut down. Actually, I think actually Facebook shut it down first because I think Facebook thought it was spam. And then we had to change our phone numbers and our emails and things like that. And then it probably lasted for about a week that we still were getting a lot of people attacking even our family members. Or still one email kept on. I think we had over, over a thousand emails easy of of negative comments about it. And then and then it it really died off after that. But there has been a few commenters who have just like sent me a personal message or something and been like, just so you know, we haven't forgot about you. So so and then yeah, there were other things too. We got a couple prank gifts sent to our house and some threats as well as, so it it went on for a while, but the heat of it was probably 48 hours. And then it it petered
0: off after that. Do I dare ask what the prank gifts were?
1: Well, one of them was a little bit confusing. It was like, so we didn't really quite get it, but it had like a a box of, of seeds or something like that, some type of seed, and it had kara hamstra in the side of it. So they clearly wanted me to open it. And we were like, well, we don't know. And it was, I think, from Norway, So we were like, we don't really know at all. And it was in, yeah, it was wrapped very prettily and, and, but it was kind of confusing. So we weren't really sure about that one.
0: (laughs) We've gotten some strange, strange packages to our pro-life office. And so, yeah, you're, you're never quite sure whether you should open them or not when you're suspicious?
1: No. And it was also right in the heat of COVID and everyone was trying to determine what that was. So we're like, well, we're just gonna toss it because we just don't know.
0: How'd your family weather that 48 hours? It must have been kind of difficult because a thousand emails, like I've I I get quite a few hate emails, but a thousand emails definitely tops my tops me by far.
1: Yeah, that didn't even include the Facebook mess like private messages. Like that was I couldn't get through. I had, you wouldn't believe how many friend requests I had on Instagram. It was unbelievable. I was very popular in a not so great way. It was very stressful. We were, we ended up leaving our house, especially because our home address was public. So we ended up staying with family for a week just because we didn't feel safe. Of course, we wanted our our kids to be safe and so we left at that point. And because this hadn't really happened before, we just didn't really know what to expect. And so it was very comforting once we got in touch with our lawyers. They could just kind of walk us through, okay, this is what you can kind of expect. You can go back to your homes and it's okay. And there were a lot of people like that's that was the negative part. But there were also a lot of people who were silently supporting us, praying for us, sending like love gifts, like of plants and things like that. They're like, can we make you soup or something like that? So, And then we also, through ARPA, we got, I think, about 500 emails of positive encouragements too, of scripture and prayers and and just Christian warriors coming alongside of us saying like, we're with you and you're not alone, so you can you can do this
0: with Christ. You can do this. So, well, what's really interesting is is you don't really get the impression from the mainstream media, but if you look at all the polling data that, that, exists on what people think about the subject of marriage it's not it's not just you know uh, reformed protestant people like yourself or or roman catholics like many of the people who listen to this podcast but there is actually a a large plurality of canadians that 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 would would agree with your views on this it's just again they don't speak up a whole lot and your experience is, is is one of the reasons why that they don't and it's, it is, I think, encouraging to know that there are many Canadians who share your views. But I think there's even more Canadians who would support your right not to create a, a, you know, a piece of art that conflicted with your, with your religious beliefs. And so maybe now uh, kind of taking the next step on this journey, you know, you go through this whole experience, you, you talk to your lawyers, you manage to go back to your house. How did you get from there to where you are now with the lawsuit?
1: It was pretty quiet. It took, I think it was that following fall. So this happened in spring, but that following fall, then we got a letter saying that they were going to sue us and file a human rights complaint against us. And then a lot of it prolonged longer because of COVID. And so it not a lot happened right away, but then as things progressed, then our lawyers had just, Sent them basically why we we said what we said why we denied them which was strictly off of faith it it had nothing to do with hatred in any way but strictly off of our faith in Christ and then we just kind of waited to hear back from them and I mean that kind of just brings us to now that we are we're raising funds to pay for our legal team because they're doing such an incredible job of trying to fight for our rights as as Christians or as a religious people and also as artists. So we're trying to raise funds for that and and even just share the story that there's a lot of people in our country who have the right to stand up for what they believe in and what their identity is. And, and we wanna sh- hopefully encourage that for religious people and us specifically as Christians too, that we should have the same right to be able to actually walk out our faith when someone asks us to do something that we don't believe in.
0: What would the what is the specific thing you're being sued for? Hurting their feelings
1: and saying denying them as a gay couple, and we're trying to ex, to share that it didn't have to do with them as clients because, like I had said, if they had asked me to do a business video, then I would have done that. No problem. So we're just trying to explain and share that it, it has nothing, nothing to do with those women. It has everything to do with the scope of work that they were asking me to do.
0: And fundamentally, that, that you do not see this as a civil ceremony, but a religious ceremony. And a religious ceremony, of course, has religious aspects. And I I do wonder sometimes if this would be would be different if it was somebody who didn't hold Christian beliefs, but 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 some other set of beliefs. Or if if a a baker um, who identified as LGBT was asked to say, make a cake quoting a Bible text that they disagreed with, because obviously I would I would think it's pretty horrifying to compel somebody to create a piece of art that directly contravened their own art, their own personal beliefs. For those who are who who are who are listening here. So where 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 is this case stand right now?
1: Well, it's in a bit of a limbo right now. They actually, as far as we know, they haven't, they are seeking new counsel. And so we're just, we're actually just waiting to have a mediation with them and hopefully ne- negotiate. But if they're not willing to negotiate or, or or if it doesn't come to terms in that sense, then we would be going to court and trying to fight to defend why we did what we did as artists and as Christians. And a big part of it is like, I would love these, I would love them to understand what we're going through to understand from their perspective that if I had asked them to do something that goes completely against their morals, that they would be able to say no. But if, if not, if not these ladies understand it, then at least our Canadian government to be able to say yes, their religious beliefs also matter and their artistic morals also matter there is a bit of a fight in that way but right now we're just trying to defend and explain why we did what we did
0: so how can people help you out in your case going forward they can definitely help out
1: first and foremost with prayer because none of this we can do apart from Christ and he won't be glorified or magnified if if people aren't praying So that's a big one. And even sending encouragements for us too. Like I said, when that all happened a few years ago, then that was a huge encouragement to us to know that there are believers praying for us, encouraging us, sending us scripture. And then also like there is the financial aspect to fight for these freedoms is not free. We have phenomenal lawyers who also want to encourage the same equality for us. And so and fight for those, those equalities. And they, and they spend hours and hours working on it. And they, and what's really beautiful is that they are praying with us and, and also reading scriptures before we get together with them. And so they're a huge encouragement and we have been so blessed by them. And so to be able to raise funds for what they're doing is, is helping us and, and, and helping the future of, our country's equality rights for religious business people. That would be probably the biggest ones is prayer and sending encouragements and financial support towards our, our legal team.
0: Where can people go and, and financially contribute if they're interested in helping out?
1: We have a website set up called www.defendkara.com and Kara spelt with a C. It has our story right on there and as well as then just a very basic, it also actually has information about our lawyers and our their law firm, and then a donate button. It's very simple and easy to get through. So that's where they can go.
0: Kara, thank you so much for coming on to share your story.
1: Thank you very much, Jonathan, for having me.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that was my conversation with Kara Hamstra at DefendKara.com. You can help them out if you would like, if you feel compelled by her case, if you feel convicted by her conviction to stand up and to push back to defend her right not to participate in a ceremony that violates her deeply held religious beliefs. If you want to hear more interviews and conversations like this one, you can head over to lifesightnews.com, Click on the podcast tab. That's where you can find this show and others like it. You can subscribe to have the shows delivered weekly, and you can go there to check out past interviews as well. Thanks so much for joining us this week, and we do hope you'll join us again next week.